Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, let's head out to the Western Hotline. Our guy John Scott joins us from Spectrum News 1. We've been talking a lot about you know, the firing of Ken Dorsey, and you've heard a lot of our opinions. Wanted to get a, another uh, fresh perspective on it. So John joins us here, as I said, in the Western Hotline. John, good morning to you, man. What's going on? Well, you know, just another day covering this team, even uh, when it seems like we were starting to get in a little lull the past couple seasons of losing drama and, and big changes because they're such a consistently winning football team. And yesterday giving us a little blast from the past of, of what we became so accustomed to in the drought years. All right. So just your general thoughts on how much this was justified, how long maybe it had been justified before it happened and, you know, where this organization, where this offense lies and what they can do going forward. I was incredibly critical of Ken Dorsey coming out of the Cincinnati game. I thought so much of their issues had finally reached a a fever pitch after that loss, I actually put almost all of the onus for the struggles against Denver on the players. I mean, they're dropping the football, they're turning it over, penalties, just the execution, that phrase that we've heard so many times over the past six-plus weeks here surrounding this offense, it was an execution issue. It was on the players, which was so ironic considering the big story going into it was a players-only meeting talking about what they can do to make this offense operate better. But as Sean McDermott made perfectly clear yesterday, it was not a one-game thing. It was a 10-game thing. And I think we all can agree, maybe two and a half out of the 10, three if you include maybe half of the Washington game and half of the Tampa game, so we'll go three out of 10. That's the only time that this Bills offense has looked good. And I think in totality, it was warranted to move on from Ken Dorsey I think the timing is interesting, and maybe playing so well in the first half of the Tampa game delayed this, because I think, ideally, you wouldn't want to make this bold move on a short week. It would have been a lot better of a transition in a week and a half, like they had coming out of Thursday night. It didn't happen, obviously, but I don't disagree with the decision. I think if you go the back half of last season and even 10 games this year, I think it's more than an appropriate sample size to feel Ken Dorsey just wasn't progressing as a play caller, as an offensive coordinator, and this offense has taken a pretty big step back. John Scott on the Western Hotline. What about Josh Allen's, I don't know, culpability in this? I mean, I don't know what word I want to use here, John, but 
He just hasn't been himself. And as you said, he's making mistakes too. But how much of that is on Josh Allen? How much of that from your perspective is on Ken Dorsey and play calling and scheme and mental space? I think it's collective. I think maybe we are gaining a greater appreciation for the personal relationship Brian Dable had with Josh Allen. The ability that he had to connect to Josh Allen and maybe from the mental side of things, steer him back on track or instill confidence and, and instill the right decision-making into Josh Allen. Because as you've made a good point, there are some things with Josh we're just going to have to live with. It's the type of player that he is. It's what makes him great, but it's also what ultimately will maybe take him back a couple steps in terms of turning the football over. But some of the turnovers this season, I would say, honestly, the majority of them, have not been because he's trying to be a gunslinger. He just seems to not be reading the field well. He seems indecisive, and I don't know if it's this directive. And I honestly would believe the directive of don't run as much would not come from Ken Dorsey. I would actually probably assume it's coming from above, and McDermott's kind of made that clear. I feel like he just he's in this weird place of well, what do I do? I don't want to turn the football over. I don't want to run because they don't want me to run. But you're putting them in a box that I think maybe – has jumbled him up in the mental space to where he's not being able to be the free Josh Allen. You can put some of that on Ken Dorsey because I think as the offensive coordinator, he's the direct one who should be able to help him navigate and sift through all of that processing. So put some of it on Dorsey, but Josh is the one throwing the football. And there's plenty of people that do the all 22 stuff that have made many examples of where the throws are there in terms of people being open. Josh either isn't seeing it or choosing to go a different direction. And I think priority number one for whether it's Joe Brady in, in the immediate or someone else in 2024, number one priority is get Josh Allen back on track. I'm not going to say he's broken, but he certainly is a shell of what he's been in the past. John Scott on the Western Hotline. John, how different do you think it could look? Like, what's your expectation for their offense, both this week, short week, six days, and even, you know, the rest of the season? They'll have a bye at some point. Are you thinking that we'll notice a difference between Brady and Dorsey? I think the only way you can do it is the actual play calling. I think conceptually, scheme-wise, I think I don't know what Joe Brady, how he differs from Ken Dorsey, <laughs> but I think – starting game 11 into the season, I don't think you can make drastic changes in the terms of the core of what they're going to do. I do think there could be some tweaks. And I think more so than anything, and McDermott also said this, it's on Josh Allen. And I think it's priority number one of Joe Brady. You got to get with your quarterback and say, what do you feel most comfortable with? What do you feel we as an offensive unit do best? when things are humming, when you're confident, when you have that energy that McDermott repeatedly said on the call yesterday is lacking, what are we doing offensively in those moments? And I think you just lean into it. This idea of keeping Josh from running, not going up-tempo because of field position or what it may do if you get off the field quickly for the defense that's battered and bruised, it should all go out the window. If Josh Allen goes to Joe Brady and says, hey, I like up-tempo, I like doing this. Let's call some designed runs. That's what, they, that's what they need to do. I think Josh Allen almost needs to be the lead of how Joe Brady operates the offense. And he puts a little spin on it. But at 5-5 five and five, with the daunting task ahead, I think he'd just open it up and say, screw it. And, and to me, 
that's what Joe Brady needs to do. And I think that's maybe what Joe Brady is going to do without knowing and having a great large sample size of truly who he is as a play caller. We're going to hear from Joe Brady tomorrow for the first time for the media. And I know you'll be down there. We'll talk with him. But I, you touched on something earlier. And I just think this is a big part of it, John. When I listened to Sean yesterday, he talks about energy and confidence. And these are words he's used for a while. I just feel like there's a connection that needs to be reestablished between the quarterback, maybe the entire offense, and the people on the offense with the offensive coordinator. We all know you covered Brian Dable. Um, uh, Ken Dorsey is a far, far different personality from Brian Dable. And I'm not here to judge and say, like, you have to be one way or the other. We all know great coaches come in different, you know, types of personalities all over. We know that. But it does feel like this group needs a different kind of tone and atmosphere. And that's Ken Dorsey doesn't bring that certain energy. I just feel like this has got to be a part of it here after listening to Sean. 100%. And. I know Tim Graham wrote an article in The Athletic going into the Denver game about it doesn't look like the Bills are having fun anymore. When is right. the last time you saw Agreed. them do a, do, a tri- do a trick play or the, the idea of, of motion and moving around and, and jumping around? Honestly, you look at like the Gabe Davis two-point conversion, just look at his celebration. It was the – like it almost seemed like mad. He catches the pass throws the ball off to the side. That's not how this team operates. Like they almost play, let's seem like at moments when they succeed, it's like an angry succession, a, a, a success story rather than this jubilation and stuff like that. I, I agree. The vibe, the look, everything just has not looked the same since Kansas city a year ago. You saw it a little bit in the Miami game. And I'd say outside of that, even when they were successful against Vegas and at moments against Washington and other points of this season and even last, it didn't look or feel the same. And so I completely agree with you. I think when you hear the head coach coming off of this decision at an interesting point that I would call uncharacteristic, and granted, there haven't really been circumstances to warrant Sean McDermott making a midseason change or anything like that, but this is going out of his comfort zone, out of his, his norm. And to make this decision at this point in the year and say the things that he said coming out of it, I wholeheartedly agree. It's about execution, and that falls on the players. But the coordinator, mm-hmm. I think, is independent of that. But all of the other things, he wasn't mentioning really execution. As you pointed out, it was energy, it was confidence, and it was consistency. And I think that's a vibe that can be resonated and, and felt from the coordinator through the quarterback, and the quarterback then drives everything else. How do you and what you know of? Go ahead, go ahead Joe, real quick. Yeah, go I was ahead. just going to ask like how how you might lean in terms of like run to pass ratio and whether that will be effective affected by the change here. Like me and Jeremy got into this a little bit earlier. He's thinking like they'll run the ball more here. Like McDermott maybe has more of an opportunity to put his finger on the offense with an interim. But like I I look at Brady and think like the thing he kind of got into it with the coach in Carolina was was he was throwing the ball too much. So yeah. how, do you, how do you expect that to look? Well, he's a passing game coordinator for the most prolific offense in the history of college football, led by <laughs> a quarterback who we know is incredibly talented, gifted, and prolific not only in college, but has turned that into the NFL and Joe Burrow. To me, especially at 5-5, five and, five, and, when, and when Sean says, yes, this is partially a projection for Joe Brady, but I want to see who he is. This is a, a seven-game audition to see if Joe Brady should be the new voice, the new vibe for this offense moving forward. If Sean McDermott is going to say that, 
and this is a seven-game trial for Joe Brady, he better not be putting his hands too much in the mix because what kind of an evaluation is that? I think, and we don't know, but I know some people feel like Sean was kind of the reason that this let's throttle it down when we have a lead or let's lean into the running game a little bit more. They felt that that was directed from Sean. I have no idea about that, but what I want to see from Joe Brady and when this offense is at its best is not leaning into running the football. It's a true compliment to the passing (laughs) game to keep defenses honest, but this is open it up and let Josh Allen be Josh Allen. And I think Joe Brady, again, limited sample size, Hopefully that's the way he's going to lean, and, and that maybe is more to his expertise. They're not going to abandon it. James Cook has shown some flashes when he's holding on to the football. But look at James Cook's best game. He's not getting 25 touches, 25 carries. He's getting in the 12 to 15, 18 range, and it's when the passing game is allowing things to be freed up. I, I think if you go back and say, all right, in the Josh Allen era, when is the Bills offense at their best? It certainly is not leaning more into the running game it's opening things up going faster spreading it out and let josh allen be josh allen i have a couple thoughts on the whole doing what uh mcdermott wants but that's something i want to save after the break to kind of just get to and talk about because before i let john go i want to ask you john any thoughts on the deshaun watson and brown situation i mean you're a guy that grew up watching a lot of cleveland browns football you know the history we've talked about it before but my goodness one thing I was telling some of my friends who I'm from Cleveland, so they were it's the doomsday. Oh, here we go again, very yeah. Cleveland-esque and things like that. I obviously have not watched a ton of Browns football and certainly not a lot of Browns football with Deshaun Watson on the field. Were they winning because of Deshaun Watson? Certainly. The second half against Baltimore, 14 of 14, which knowing that he did it with a broken shoulder, it was like the best half of football he's played in his Browns career. Mm-hmm. He did it with a broken yeah. shoulder. Outside of that, I don't know if the Browns were winning or losing games because of Deshaun Watson. Frankly, <clears throat> excuse me, you look at the first half of that game, he was horrible. I mean, he was mm-hmm. horrible. And there's been plenty of other moments. The Pittsburgh loss early in the season, he was horrible. And I'm not saying that maybe the Browns are better or whatever with Deshaun Watson not in the game. I mean, P.J. Walker, we know what he is. I don't know how much worse they are based upon the structure of the team and what they want to be. They are a run first offense with an elite defense that they were Super Bowl contenders based upon the level Deshaun Watson could get to. Do I think losing Deshaun Watson takes them out of that conversation? Certainly. Do I think they can still be a playoff team? Sure. Look at the teams that they're competing with probably for wild card spot. Kenny Pickett and the Steelers, Gardner Minshew and the Colts. Who knows what Cincinnati is? They've been wildly inconsistent. We know what the Bills are. You're looking at these teams that are going to be vying for the three wild card spots. They're not in that much of a better quarterback spot than the the Browns are, and they certainly don't have their defense and offensive line. So uh, I'm not ready to write off the Browns. I think it does maybe open things up a little bit more for those chasing teams, and they're gonna they're gonna have to fight. But their recipe for success has, has not been predicated on the quarterback to this point. Their ceiling has been. So uh, while certainly unfortunate, and it looked like, at least for two quarters against Baltimore, he was ascending and finding his way a little better, 
by no means am I saying that, that the Browns should be counted out and, and they're a layup moving forward. And I will add to that. Like Josh, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned earlier, John, that Josh Dobbs said on a podcast earlier this week that the Browns were trying to get him back at the deadline. So, like, one, that could say something about their faith in the backups. But, two, I mean, doesn't that kind of show, like, if a couple games go by and P.J. Walker's not cutting it, that that team would be will Again, not much they could do, but they'd be willing to try something rather than teams like the Jets who are just going to go with the guy they have all season, I guess. Right, and I've seen a lot of this Dobbs stuff since it came out. Listen, the past two weeks have been an awesome, fun, great story. If you look at Josh Dobbs' stat line for the entire season, he's, he's not that good. I mean, there's a reason that guy's been on, like, three, four, five teams and been a backup quarterback. It's a great story. I'm not taking anything away from it. But this assertion, just because of what you've seen for a game and a half in Minnesota, that Josh Dobbs would save the Bills and they or Browns, excuse me, and they would they would still be this contender for the North and all of this, I think is a reach. And so to me, he may be better than PJ Walker, but what does that really say at this point in time? So I just saw that Andrew Barry, their general manager, says they are going to be adding a quarterback. There are some you know, who knows what they can do out there. But I just go back to even with Deshaun Watson, they wanted to run the football, whether that was with Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, whoever's back there, and then just rely on their defense to be as strong as they've been. That formula continues regardless of who's under center. All right, good stuff, buddy. I'll probably see you in like less than two hours down in the media room. You and uh, Kevin Carroll got the podcast reaction to Ken Dorsey, right? Yeah, we're going to do that today. We, we held off. I was kind of doing a couple other things yesterday. Wanted yep. to get thoughts of Josh another day removed with Sean and some of the other players to, to add that context. So, yeah, tonight we're going to be taping that this evening. It'll be on YouTube and all the podcast platforms later tonight. All right, buddy. See you down there in a little while. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yep. Uh, you got it. John Scott, Spectrum News 1. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back here, get a couple phone calls in. And, man, I, I, I want to talk about this, you know, doing what the head coach wants with the offensive coordinator. I just think that you can't have it both ways. I'll explain when I come back. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 